Alexander. Steven Ander. <laughs> How are we doing today? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm a little disappointed. I think you and I are going to play in the first round of the playoffs for like the third time in four years. It's it's not where I like to start my season, but I don't want to get in front of myself. Oh, really? I'm in the – why am I against you? Did I win last week? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Did you win last week? Derek, Lucas, how are you doing, and do you know your playoff status? Oh, I know mine. Thanks for bringing it up, Stephen. <laughs> I, I think it's too. I'm I'm the dead man walking here, so I appreciate um, still being sat at the kids' table, but hearing the discussion that the adults are having. So thank you for inviting me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying. Maybe maybe we should preface this entire show with uh, Steve has the Rona, and he's going to uh, push through this. So uh, we're going to do our best to make sure that he. He coughs and laughs and, and can't talk. <laughs> we're off to a blazer of a start. No pun intended, Derek. I think you were uh, inspired by uh, Alex's performance. Was it last week when he had the food poisoning? So it's just a, it's the motto of the podcast. You just fight through. But I can tell that Alex was very confident in his 97% chance of making the playoffs. So he uh, just had, had, had faith. And I'm doing well other than losing my number one pick starting quarterback uh, right before the playoffs started. That hurts. It does. We'll, we'll get into that. I mean, we're going to get into all this, but I'm going to kind of keep the script going. So we're going to start with 10 for 10, and we will get into all this fun stuff. So um, number one, um, I have talked about this on the podcast from time to time. It's this concept of median scoring. It's a way to kind of, Teams that kind of are victims of bad luck with scores and winning with the second, losing with the second highest score or whatnot. It's, it's a way to offset that. The very short version of meeting scoring is that. So every week you have two matchups. One matchup is just your opponent. So I played Alex this week. I lost. So I get a loss for that. The other one is you get a win if you are in the top five scores of your 10 team league and you get a loss if in your bottom five scores of your league. So. I finished in the top five, but I lost to Alex, so I would have got a win and a loss. So that's median scoring, and the goal is to allow for some luck, but maybe to kind of balance it a little bit. And that's a long preamble because that's going to be – I'm going to talk to you guys about number one. So a reminder of where we were last week going into this week 14. We had four teams clinched in the playoffs. Derek and Carly were going to battle for the one spot. For all intents and purposes, I was locked into three, Bobby was locked into four, and then we had three teams fighting for two spots. Alex, Kelly, and Matt in that order with Cam, Jason, and Lucas on the outside looking in. So I'm going to do two things here. One, I'm going to have us go long form through what would have happened if we were using median scoring as a, as a league this year. But two, pardon me. For the most part, your, our wins and losses with our record and our median wins and losses were pretty similar for six teams. So, for example, Alex was six and seven going into last week. His median record was six and seven. So he was pretty even. Um, so for six of us, we were plus or minus one. There were four of us or four of you, depending on the answer here, that were more than two wins above or below with their median wins. If that makes sense or did I lose yes. you guys? Okay. Yep. 
So I want to have you guys as a collective. I want you guys to guess who were the four teams that were more than one win or loss above their median. Their median win or loss was more than one above their regular wins and losses. You're, you're killing me, Smalls. Uh, Cam and I have to be two of those. Yeah. Um, there are so many times, well, I shouldn't say so many times, uh, at least two or three weeks that I can think of that Cam and or I um, lost with, like, second highest or third highest score. So uh, I would say me and Cam are definitely two of those. I would say you, Steve, are another one. I, I feel with your total points scored, um, being very similar to Cam and I's and having a much better record, um, you're probably uh, in that conversation as well as being more than one. Thoughts on the fourth? Or do you uh, disagree with mine? No, I actually agree. I agree with all three. Um, and I'm, I'm not just copying. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, could Jason be one? Like Anyone can be a couple of upsets along the way that actually, in a way, he overachieved, so there would have been a discrepancy? Uh, maybe, but he always was consistently, like, low score of the week or, or at least down there, definitely in the bottom bottom okay. five. So with him losing, that would be that would match up. Okay. Um, so it's probably, I don't know, something that surprises us. Like, Alex. I'm pretty sure that Bill Jay had, like, second for points against. So it might be. Like, people played their best against Jay. Um, yes. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at that real quick. Um, boy, where'd he go? Yeah, you're right. Uh, I was, I was number one in points against and Jay was number two in points against. Alright, so is the room, is the room going with Jay? Sounds good. Okay. Alright, we'll talk about this as we go through the answers. So. With regular scoring, we went through what the first four seeds were. Kelly Derrick vying for the, or Carly Derrick vying for the top spot, then myself and then Bobby. Um, with, if we'd been using median scoring, how many teams would have had playoff spots clinched up going into last week? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Three. I would say four. I don't know. This is getting too hard. I'm going to say five. <laughs> um, the answer is four. Actually, the top, it almost looked identical. Um, Carly and Derek would have had the exact same record as each other, 19 and 7. And I know it's the consensus of the room. They thought um, my record was not an accurate indicator. But um, going into last week, I was 9 and 4 with regular record. My median record was 8 and 5. And then I was in the I would have been in the same position, basically locked in at number three, unless I somehow outscored Carly by a hundred. And then Bobby wasn't quite as locked in at four, but basically he was locked into four, like Alex was locked into the playoffs going into last week. How many teams had a chance to make the playoffs going into last week of the remaining six? In your median scoring? Yep. Uh, four two. One more time. Four. Four. Okay. What four? Four had a chance to, to weren't have been eligible to get in. Oh yeah, you got it. Now I'm challenging you. What four? Oh, I'm sorry. Goodness. Uh, and you're you're the one dealing with COVID. Um, uh, what four? So I'd say uh, Matt, uh, um, Alex, Lucas Camp. 
Uh, no, well, you were off by one. Uh, Matt would have been locked out of the playoffs with the median scoring and Kelly would have been in. Um, so walk it through. Um, going in, Alex still would have been the five seed. Kelly still would have been the six seed. Uh, no significant changes here. Uh, as you guys projected, Lucas's median wins was the biggest difference from his regular, his, uh, I gotta come up better terms. Median was the biggest difference. He were four and nine, um, regular scoring seven and seven median scoring. So you actually would have gone into this as the seven seed. Um, Cam was just behind you. He was four and nine regular season, um, six and seven. I'm sorry. Yeah, six and seven median scoring. So he was plus minus two. So you four would have been in the playoff hunt. And then the last two, um, I forget Matt's record, but oh, he was, uh, four and nine. So he had been a nine and 17. And you guys were right. Jay, Jay's median record going into last week would have been one and 12. So in some sense, he was actually the luckiest team in the league. He was plus three <laughs> and plus four after last week because he won again with a crap score. Hey, he finished the season with a two-game win streak. Go, Jay. He, so he had that, a better record than me, so he can't complain about his shit team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's about on to see who who brings home the championship and who gets to get their team named. So the the dream is still alive for me to name Cam's team next year. Pound sign, no rage quitting. All right. Two, on a bit of a downer. Mike Leach passed away. That makes me sad. I thought the guy was quite entertaining. I love Mike Leach. I don't know a lot about him, so I'll I'll, I'll leave this segment up to you. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Alex, come join me at the kids' table. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy to give a brief bio if you'd like. I I think we owe it to the man. I was a big fan, so please do. Okay. Uh, I first heard of him when he was the head coach at Texas Tech, where he was there for a number of years, was known as one of the great offensive minds of college football. He was an innovator with the, I think it was called the Raid Offense. that He actually picked up at BYU, uh, where he went to undergrad, moved to Washington State University, coached the Cougars for several years, and then recently uh, went over to uh, Mississippi State. Uh, just an incredible personality. He's, I think he, his press conferences are, I'd put him at the top of all sports. He had, he was interested in basically everything. He wrote a book about, uh, a leadership book about Geronimo, uh, many years ago. Actually, I found out today that he had a law degree. So he was a very versatile guy, uh, but had a great sense of humor. He would, people would ask him things like, how do I, prepare for a wedding coming up and he would have like these 10 minute answers which basically ended with you should elope uh and i uh, there was a recent one where he said i've offered each of my kids ten thousand dollars if they would just elope um (laughs) so a little example of uh, how he was this very colorful personality uh very very sudden sad loss um i saw a quote just before the show derek similar vein of that um Someone asked him for advice, and he said, "If you if you go out to dinner with a girl on a first date and she eats her whole steak, you marry that girl. <laughs> Apparently, you you elope." Um, 
that was a great biography. The thing I didn't know until today, like he had a he had an ankle injury that kept him from playing football in college, so he wouldn't play rugby instead. So I've got a soft spot for rugby. So uh, Marquette runners up 2022. Um, so I, I appreciated him even more for finding for uh, for that. But we will we will go to the kids table now. Oh, Lucas, Alex, maybe a reason I was surprised you guys don't remember him. He was. There was that big controversy. Michigan State played Texas Tech in a bowl game, and that was the whole thing was going on because Mike uh, Leach took one of his players who had a concussion, who happened to be the, the announcer's kid, and put him in a in a closet for, like for a few for the afternoon. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was him. That was, was him. That, yes, <laughs> I thought that was bad. <laughs> that's that's what Alex remembers. Putting the kid in the closet. Yeah. Yeah, Craig James kid. Does no one remember his cameo on Friday Night Lights? What episode was that? I saw that, but I don't remember seeing it. I don't know. I just remember it was a gas station, and it was he was just there for a minute. I was like, "Whoa, Mike Leach!" Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't. I couldn't tell you what episode. Sorry. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So. I think, I think we've talked a little bit about this before, but uh, in, in the vein of big personalities, who do you think is the past or present is the uh, your favorite NFL coach personality? I can start with this one because I would have a ranking. Uh, I mean, the guys that would come to mind, Mike Didka, I thought Bill Parcells was always highly entertaining. Uh, but I would actually say, uh, this is actually dating myself here because I, I was born late 70s. This guy was around, I think, early 70s. Jim McKay, the former head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I heard about this guy where he was just known for his one-liners. Previously was O.J. Simpson's coach at USC, but, uh, I don't want to go there. Uh, but he was once in a press conference asked about his team's execution and he responded by saying, I'm in favor of it. Uh, <laughs> one of the best lines ever. So Jim McKay. Yeah. That's, that's a good list you have right there. I really am saddened that I missed the Bill Parcells era. Like I was, you know, we were young pups. We didn't know like what we know now about football. Like that would have been a treasure. And here, if I can add my favorite Parcells quote, he was once asked if he was scared of the Washington Redskins, Redskins defense. And he said, excuse me, commanders now, but Redskins at the time. And he said, I'm afraid of three things, snakes, spiders, and the IRS. I'm not afraid of the Redskins defense. Snakes, the IRS, and death? Spiders. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about it in the past. I just, that deadpan stuff has always been my favorite. So now we will, uh, you know, we've, we've lightened you up here, Derek. We've let you have a little bit of fun. And now, well, clearly, we're all going to just collectively let you crash to the ground. Um, I, w- I want to pull it up. Your quote last week, I'm as confident about my team right now as Alex is every day of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the Monday night game happened. Talk to us about how you are feeling about the Kyler Murray injury. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the missus and I went to happy hour. And we were ordering food while this was happening, trying to, and uh, the waiter kept coming back, do you want water, do you want a drink? And I, I was just, uh, I couldn't be present because I, I just saw it happen right away. It's the no contact injury that you know is like 
it's a 95% chance that it's a very bad injury. And, uh, it, it, it was just, uh, it was a pretty heavy blow. It just, you know, you just don't, that's like, you get the first round by, so you're so happy. You just don't want to see one of your top players go down. So, um, I got, you know how they say, like, coaches always say it's next man up. I don't know. Like, I always want to hear a coach say, Hey, this really sucks. We're going to be grieving for like 48 hours. Uh, and we're pissed off and then we're going to get over it and, you know, focus on the game and not yeah. put it behind us. Uh, so I'm, I'm in the grieving stage right now and, uh, you know, I, I got some time. So I got to figure out what to do with my quarterback position because we talked about last week. If I'm, if I'm riding Derek Carr, that is not a great prospect with how inconsistent he is. And I don't like his matchups either. So I am already looking at the field and trying to figure out who I'm going to get. Not to pile on, but does this also just like bring chaos to your keeper selection next year? It does. I, I, I think that's, I think I was probably leaning toward like a Adams or um or brown anyway so yeah. i i don't think i was going to go that direction so that's that's lesser of an issue okay are you going to yeah. ride that brock purdy train everybody everything's on the table right now all the quarterbacks there i they're all under consideration well then uh then if you want to come over to the kids table alex has got some really good stories about aaron Rodgers. Oh. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's still up there. He's like the highest ranked QB for who knows how long. I did look at his numbers. Like I said, everything's on the table, but uh, he might be the exception to guys that are under consideration. Well, it is a blessing with only that first round by. I mean, now you've only got to match, play matchups twice versus trying against a lot. He's going to have to do it three times. Yeah. Let's just say I double checked league settings to see if I could have three quarterbacks, and then I saw no, the max is two. So. Actually, yes. If he's on IR, I believe it does not count towards the roster limit. You're correct. Okay. Okay. Good to know. So we've talked about Derek's impending sadness. I'd like us to talk about what will be the Lions' soon-to-be sadness. We are we are once again on the roller coaster ride of. Being given a little bit of false hope, the Lions are six and seven and surprisingly looking pretty decent. Go Lions! <laughs> they looked great last weekend. I'm joining Alex on this train, man. This They're is a defense. fun train to be on. Killing it. I, I want to, and I believe. I think I believe in Dan Campbell. I do Yay! think I believe that, but Daniel Campbell. Alex, the Lions haven't won a playoff game in your lifetime. Do you understand that? You're not 12. <laughs> yeah, but when they do win, it's going to be sweet. Okay, um, real quick, I want to talk about the Lions playoffs, but I just have to ask you all, Vic. I'm sorry, actually, I'm going to pause everything. Derek, as the one who's not in Michigan but has a weird tie into this whole thing, your opinion of the past of Panay Sewell? The pa- his past? No, it's past. Did you are you not familiar that this happened on Sunday? Oh no, Lucas, Alex, one of you walk him through what happened involving yeah. offensive line. Was it was it a third down play? Third and seven. Yep. Yeah. So um, they had Panay Sewell, our first round offensive lineman pick, 
was it last year or two years? It was two years ago, wasn't it? Year before last year. Yeah. Anyway, lining up on the left side of the line <clears throat> as an eligible receiver, they set him in motion. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to the right side, and the defense is like not even paying attention to him because they're like, "What? Whatever." It's a lineman moving over to the other side of the line, and he plays the role of the tight end, goes out wide to the right, and is wide open. And Goff passes him the ball for like a five-yard catch and a first down on a pivotal third down. He did fall down in the process of trying to catch it, but like he got the first down, so he got the catch. He got the first down. Okay, so this was the clip that I heard of Dan Campbell tonight where he was talking about how he was distracted when he was communicating with the offensive coordinator, right, because he was following what was happening with the wave, and he misheard when he said, are you fine with this play? He said yes, and then he was like, what the hell are we doing? Uh, But then obviously it worked. (laughs) Did I have that right? I think he was teasing a little about about being out of the loop. Yeah. Okay, okay. But a vintage Dan Campbell moment, I think. This was a significant third and seven. This wasn't like a gimmick in like the first quarter. Like this was a. We needed it. Yeah, they they got it. Pretty much locked up the game. game. Yep. Yep. So I mean, so the Lions at this point are six and seven. They are trailing the Seahawks at seven and six, who are also not in the playoffs right now. And the seventh seed in the playoffs is either the seven, five, and one Giants or Redskins commanders. Pardon me. I forget who's actually the seventh seed, but the problem is I think if the Lions even win four games, like the other, uh, the other team just has to go two and two. So we can't control that, but I will ask you three games left. They are at Chicago. They are at Green Bay. They are at the Jets and they are playing the Panthers. What is a realistic record for the Lions in the last four games? Those are all winnable, Absolutely, uh, to be honest. Yeah, um, if they lose any, I, I would probably say the Jets is at the top of that list. Um, they can beat the Packers. They can beat the Bears. And it's the Panthers with Sam Darnold and not Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I, I know Now I know the Panthers won this past week. And, you know, the Texans almost beat the Cowboys. So anything can happen. But they've won five of the last six the way they're playing. They win those games. Maybe maybe they go three and one. Wow. Well the thing yeah, is, I'm gonna say four and zero, oh. oh, yeah. Sure. But like they're also like the people like on the bubble, right? Because I think we're playing Panthers who are still in it, which they could knock them out. Oh yeah, we don't play do we play the Seahawks? No, we don't, right? It's the Jets, the you said it literally. Yeah. Jets, Bears, Lions, Panthers. Packers. I'm worried, the, I'm worried about the Packers, but like the Jets, I'm not too worried about, especially because like White got hurt again, too. And so like who did they put in? Like Flacco. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so they're not in great shape right now. Um, Bears might be checking out. Aaron Rodgers so, might beat us because I think we have to go to we have to play there. So. So <laughs> if we if we look at the schedule of those teams we're chasing. Um, New York and Washington play each other next week. Exactly. So a lot of these teams are playing each other, so they have to get losses. Oh. And I think, like, one of the teams, the Seahawks, too, had to, like, lose one, and they lost this past week, too. They lost to the Panthers. 
exactly. So, like, Panthers had to win to help us get into the playoffs, and then they did. So, like, a lot of it's, like, happening. And it's Seattle possible. plays San Francisco on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the teams they're chasing have the tougher schedules. Yeah. I do think the Jets are a very good team, uh, but I could I could buy three and one. Yeah. And also the Giants are not doing hot. I just I just want to hand Aaron Rodgers his lunch in the last game of the year. Oh yeah, that's that's always our Super Bowl is if we beat the Packers in the last game of the season. But I like you said I hate when it's at Green Bay, especially the last game of the season, because we know what the weather's going to be like. It's it's just rough. We're this is a this is life as a Lions fan. We're six and seven, and you would we're talking like we are ten and two and just kicking doors <laughs> down right now. Six and seven for Detroit is ten and two for everybody else. <laughs> Touche. I got nothing there. Um, Derek, you brought up something um, that happened on Sunday that blew my mind. Um, it was with the 49ers Buccaneers game, and talking about kicking doors down the 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 49ers with like their fourth string quarterback or whatever the case is this year, like beat the ever loving tar out of the Buccaneers. And at the end of the game, was it Drake Greenlaw who picked off Tom Brady and then asked for his autograph? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your take on that move? Like, is that like a guy like getting his hero's autograph? Like, is that taunting? Like, what do you think his mindset was when he goes, asks his hero for some guy he looks up to his autograph after they just stomped him like 35 to seven? Yeah, I think I, I sort of framed it as, was it like a, a shameless move? Was it kind of courageous or was it just weird? And I feel like it's it's all of the above. Uh, I think he said something like he felt like he was almost like a little kid. But, I mean, he got an interception from a guy. So I, I, I'm really curious, actually, what could have been going through his mind because it's, it's one of the more inexplicable things that, that I've seen. But And Brady... I mean, maybe he had no choice but to kind of be a good sport because he, he signed it and handed it back and like that was that. But um, I'd be a little curious to hear more about that because it, it was a pretty wild move. I think this... it was nice. He was like, can you sign my football? I look up to you. And then he was like, here. <laughs> I just thought it was sweet. <laughs> See, okay, if you picked off Tom Brady, would you want him to sign it? I, no, yes, yes, it would. I don't know that I would actually go say that to him. Like, here's the thing: I don't. Okay, what if it was Joey Harrington? <laughs> I'm objecting. That thing had a variety of meanings behind it, but I do think it was like also. His way of saying, like, you were my hero, and now it's our time, old man. Step aside. <laughs> yeah, he had balls of stone. Yeah. To, to attempt to do that, and I love it. Like, what, what, I don't I don't even know who he is. I've never heard of him before. He may never get a pick again. He may never even play again. I don't know how good he is. Absolutely. That is your chance. That's your one <laughs> chance. You take it, and we love you for it. And I feel like not every great superstar would uh, do what what Brady did. I know people have their different feelings about who Tom Brady is, and I'm not like saying this makes him a great guy or anything. 
But, like, I just picture Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, but if somebody ever did that to Kobe Bryant in his heyday, there is no, Kobe would have just sent them away right away, I, I believe. Uh, so not everyone would have done that. So, I don't know. Points, points to Brady, uh, sportsmanship points in my book. I, I appreciate that. I, I think I might have liked Brady more if he like would have thrown the football in the stands or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there, um, we're coming up on the end of the regular season. When the regular season ends, who's the first coach to get axed? Leading contenders, I think Derek, you nailed it. Cliff Kingsbury, Nathaniel Hackett, Dennis Allen, Lovey Smith. You can add anybody else, but if you're, I'm putting you on the spot with that, these are kind of, I think some of our likely contenders. So I think the worst coaching job and just biggest disappointment is Nathaniel Hackett because he like blew some critical games early on where I felt if it was just a decent coaching job, they, they could have won and at least been on a better track. I don't, with how bad their offense is, I don't think they would have been able to carve out a decent season. But I would say overall, that's the worst coaching job. But Dennis Allen, I still can't forgive him for how how bad he botched that game against Tampa Bay last week. So part of me is pulling for him to get fired. But uh, if I, the, the Broncos have had, gone through a lot of head coaches, so part of me thinks they're going to give Hackett some more time, but I feel like he he is the most deserving to to be fired first. You did not put uh, Lane Kiffin on the list. Not Lane Kiffin. I'm sorry, Kiffin. Josh. Okay. I always get those two. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. He that's been pretty bad, and how they lost the the game against the Rams that was terrible. Um, I think he he is. Uh, deserving of being on the short list, too. I, I'm going to cheat your answer here and say it's going to be Den, Dennis Allen, only because he's in the Eastern time zone versus the others are in the Central and Western time zone. So literally, <laughs> time-wise that morning, I think they all go, but maybe his comes out first. That's a very practical answer. It makes sense. <clears throat> Though, for the love of me, I still don't know how Lovey Smith, Smith is a head football coach in the NFL. Didn't he have a losing record at Illinois? <laughs> Sounds about right. You know, it led the Bears to that Super Bowl appearance. I guess, you know, it goes do, a long way. I do forget about that. But, yeah, and then, uh, I mean, but Cliff Kingsbury, he has a losing record in college, I think, too. But so does Matt Rule, but he's already gone. Bobby Smith is 90-98-1 across 12 seasons. That's not is bad. that in every modality of coaching, or is that the NFL? That is NFL. Okay. So you have in front of you, Alex. Do you see, like, did he has what his college record is? Uh, let's see. Oh, Illinois fighting Illini. Uh, two and six, six and seven, four and eight, two and ten, and three and nine. Oh, my. <laughs> it's not very and, then good. He, and then he leaves and now they're good, so. <laughs> and, then, and then he went to the Houston Texans, went four and 13, and now it's one, 11 and one. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, this is the second year? He was an assistant head coach last year. Oh, that's right. When they were 4-13. Oh, no, I'm going to have these up. Oh, this poor guy. <laughs> While you're doing that, um, two, two, more NFL, uh, two more NFL topics. Um, 
Is it a foregone conclusion that the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl or at least win the NFC hands down, or is there anybody in play here to knock them off the rails? Um, I'd say the 49ers um, and even the Cowboys could have a chance. But beyond those two teams, it's it's really – that's it. I mean, Minnesota's 10-3 and three as well, but that's a fool's gold. Ten and three. I mean, the Lions are playing well, but they really exposed them last week. They're, um, if we're talking fantasy football luck here, I'm, I'm looking at the standings here. Minnesota's ten and three with a point differential of minus one. They have been outscored this season, uh, and they're ten and three. So that's insane. Yep. I would say seventy percent chance of the Eagles winning because they just look so good. Their offense has been so dominant and it's never a given because I think we've seen those years where like, even I think of the chiefs a couple times, you know, they won that one, but there's other years where they've just looked like far and away the best team, but then the upset can happen in the playoffs. So playoff Super Bowl, anything can happen, but uh, I think they're definitely the, the heavy favorite to get there and win. Do you remember when the Lions almost beat the Eagles? I'm just saying. Yep. They should have. Should have. Also, since 2014, Lovey Smith is 27 and 74. Oh, that wow. sounds like that a Hall of, Fame Lion, Hall of Fame Lions <laughs> coach right there. That's not even a good batting average. Yeah, I, you know, as I'm thinking about it, you know, Lucas, every, who you walk through is who could be the roadblocks. I think in theory you're right, but I'm thinking, okay, like it's a rookie quarterback in San Francisco because Jimmy G's not coming back anytime soon. And you can't convince me a Mike McCarthy football team can win in the playoffs. I'm just not, I, I, my heart can't get there. So I, it's, yeah, be. The, the only reason I say 49ers, well, first of all, Purdy destroyed Brady, which was, the most glorious thing in the world to see. But that 49ers defense is legit scary. Um, They can shut anybody down. So that gives them a chance in any game. Yes. Uh, Yes. They think it's a chance, but I think that's why I've got the Eagles like 80% versus if they had Jimmy G. He's been there before. I'd be a little more confident, but that's why you play the games. But uh, i got to say, a Philadelphia-Kansas City matchup would be pretty exciting on a lot of levels. It's not going to be Kansas City. No, who's coming out of the who's coming out of the AFC? Buffalo. Oh, okay. Buffalo. All right. It, it, I want to see that game. Um, I'd be glad uh, that uh, that rematch. I'd be happy for. Let's just say the AFC playoffs will be more entertaining to watch this year than the NFC playoffs. Yeah. All right. I will say it seems that the Bengals have the Chiefs number, so that would be intriguing if they end up playing again in the playoffs, see if they can keep that going. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh it's you guys are right, the AFC is gonna be a lot better than the NFC. But to talk about the NFC real quick in a terrible segue, somebody does have to win the NFC South. Who's it gonna be? Anybody but the Bucks. Please, Lord, please. <laughs> I mean, you know, the Bucks have a one-game lead, uh, but they look so bad, and then they just have that. It feels like the Brady magic, where they just find a way to win games that they should not be winning. 
So, like, if I had to bet money, I, I would just say that the Bucks are going to, the stars are going to align for Tom Brady because that's what's been happening for him the last 22 years of his career. Um, but I think, I think Carolina's actually, they're kind of coming on strong. That's a pretty big win over the Seahawks on the road. So I, I would say Carolina, that's who I'm, I'm pulling for to win it. But it's, it's kind of a tough call. Who would you say, Steve? Derek, I'm going to do a shout out to our dear friend Diana and a yes. mini shout out to our dear friend Steve. She has been preaching the virtues of Desmond Ritter, the new starting quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons, the rookie. And <laughs> I love Young Way Koo. I'm just going to get it in there. So I'm going to say, like, all the teams suck. The rookie quarterback is going to actually figure out that Drake London is a good is a good wide receiver you should throw a football to. And I think the Atlanta Falcons make a run. Nice. Yeah, Diana does get attached to her uh backup rookie quarterbacks for sure. So I uh I that will be fun to see. All right. So I think that is everything I've got. So we will get ready to pivot to the ten for ten. Sorry, that was the 10 for 10, so we will get to the rankings this week because I don't think we've got anything else. Oh, we got something else. Oh, we do. We do. Oh, what's going on here? Well, there's this game that's sweeping the nation. Um, Terry Bradshaw said it's the best. It's called one for one. It's back. It is back. I told you, you know what I mean? I was just preparing this one. I got it all ready. I know you guys all ready for a one. Oh, yeah. Bam, 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 down. Yes. So basically today, we are going to go. I sent you all a document. If you could all please open. And I'm seeing this now for the first time for the integrity of the show. (laughs) (laughs) So all of you can see, there is a list of the 2022 draft contestants for this year's Power Jankings draft. Yes. Now, here's Wait, what we'll be doing. Okay, you explain this first. I'm sorry to interrupt, but for for the sake of our audience, we need to read through every single one of these options that we have to draft from. <laughs> I think it'd be funnier if you don't. <laughs> and then right, we're going to pick them. We're going to trust them for one. Okay. I will, so, go, I will go with the master. Now, here's how the scoring works for this, okay? You're going to be putting together an offense. You can write this down. You have a QB, a running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, and an offensive line. Okay? And an offensive lineman? Yep, just one. Now. Love it. Yep. You have to make the team based off of everybody that's on there. So, you could even throw me for a surprise, and maybe you find some synergy there. Okay? <laughs> okay, so, sorry, quarterback, running back, two wide receivers, tight end, offensive lineman. Yep. And I no will be tabulating no scores based off of my non-biased belief in what I feel about each of those things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I did poorly at this last year. I need to. I need to uh, do well. Now we will be doing the snake draft. Now, Alex, are we assigning the position, or are you telling us where they're going? You have to tell me where they're going. Okay. What position they're going to take on your team. Okay. Okay. All right. So basically. Let's pick for draft position. Everybody pick number one through ten. Five. Six. Eight. Cool. Perfect. It was three. 
So, Lucas, you're picking first. Steve, you're picking second. Derek, you're picking third, and we're doing a snake. So, Derek, you get to pick twice, then Lucas picks twice. Steve, you keep picking between them both. All right, so we pick somebody, and we tell you which position they're going in? Yes, you do. So, Lucas, with the first pick in the Power Jenkins 2022 draft, what selection would you like to make? Um, and there's a time limit. <laughs> I know. I need to go through this list of brilliance uh, as we are seeing it for the first time here. I want to make sure that my number one draft pick is not wasted. Um, so in my offensive line spot, I am going to draft Thomas the Dank Engine. That is a solid pick. Thomas the Dank Engine. First pick in the offensive line. That's a brave move, but we're going to see how it goes. Thomas the Dank Engine. Lucas. Steve, what is your pick? (laughs) I'm sorry I'm reading this list. With our first round selection, um, Forever Young Waiku is going to select their starting tight end, Hobo Fat. (laughs) Steve picking Hobo Fat. Who is that? That's who Steve calls Boba Fat. But in this case, he's Hobo Fat. He's basically a Star Wars character. Solid pick, Steve. Solid first-round pick. Derek, now you get two in a row. We're doing the snake draft. All right, so I'm going to follow uh, Lucas's lead here because I think the foundation of an offense can be the center position. So I'm going to O-line. I'm going to take Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Solid pick. I did not think that the offensive line would go off this quickly. Steven, you better you better hurry up and start picking your old line here. You're in danger. I'm going to be literal here. Um, I'm going to take for my off. Well, it's Derek's I, I get two in a row. Oh, well, then. Yes, I'm, I'm very sorry. I didn't want you to take my guy. I mean, I want my quarterback to be – he may be the height of Doug Flutie, but I'm going to take Bono as my starting quarterback. Bono. Love it. You have a favorite song by Bono? Um. Yeah, uh, the name is like on the tip of my tongue. Uh, nice. I'm glad you picked up second. I'll come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem to have a lot of Bono knowledge. No, I just saw the interview. That, uh, I can't think of the song. It's the pressure. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> um, we are going to be quite literal with our second round draft pick. Um, so Forever Young Waku is going to pick their offensive lineman. Arambe. <laughs> Love it. R.I.P. Lucas, two picks. Oh. Um. So for my quarterback, I'm going to select Kratos. From First QB off the board, Kratos yes. from God of War. Tra- from God of War, yes. Kratos, Kratos, whatever. God of, God of um, War, a lot of powers, kills a bunch of gods. Pretty strong. That's right. Uh, he's pretty buff. He can, he can handle that QB position back there. Um, and for my running back, I am going to draft the, the fastest player at the combine this year running a 3.840. It is a cat on cocaine. <laughs> That's actually a good pick. He's pretty crafty. He's making a lot of jukes, a lot of moves. All right. Steve, who are you picking? Can I ask who Don Lithko is? I think he's not, I got the last name right. So I'm assuming he's related to that famous actor, Lithko. 
Still don't know who that is. Okay. I think he's a third rock from the sun. Well, we know who John Lithgow John is. Lith- John Lithgow. Yeah. Oh, oh, John. Oh, man. Now, that's a that's a contender now. Okay. Well, no. Who did I put? Don. Yeah, that's a <laughs> and And it's, it is spelled. Okay, we can edit this here. Let me just spell it right for you. So no, you... I spelled it right. It's Don Lithgow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because I want you to finally meet the legend, Alex, with the – oh, sorry, Lucas, you got two picks. I keep jumping. I, I did. I got my quarterback and running back. We're in the Perfect. third round. All right, with a third-round pick, Forever Young Way Koo is going to select our starting quarterback, Gracie. I don't know who that is, but I bet they'll be great. <laughs> All right. Hopefully they have a great offensive line with Harambe and tight end. Hoboken. There <laughs> Okay, uh, quick note here. My favorite Bono song is One. And, uh, which is why I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep building up the offensive line and I'm gonna say Chuck E. Cheese. He hasn't gone yet, right? We only have one offensive line spot. Yeah. Oh, we only have one spot? Okay. Yeah, tight end. Um, then, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move Chuck E. Cheese to uh, tight end. I thought it'd be natural lineman, but we'll, we'll move to tight end. Solid move. A couple fun facts about Chuck E. Cheese. His middle name, E, stands for entertainment. And when he was originally created, he was a rat. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's right. And his name was Char- yeah. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Chuck for short. Second, uh, one pick, Derek. Uh, for my running back, and I guess I was Googling Bono songs, but uh, a guy running with scissors hasn't been taken for a running back. Well, that would be scary tough to bring down. <laughs> I mean, that's what's actually waiting to happen for the other I'm, team. I'm, I'm sorry, but Thomas the Dank Engine is just going to roll right over him. <laughs> well, he's on the offensive line. You're not very right. defensive. Yeah, well, it was tough a fumble. I don't know. Some matchups can be tough. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're going to direct defensive next week, so we're going to look at overall teams. Okay. All right. Steve with the fourth pick. Fourth round pick. Forever Young Way Koo is going to select a wide receiver who can take that umbrella and go sky high, Mary Poppins. Solid move. She can, like, fly and do magic. So I think that's the first wide receiver off the board. <laughs> Lucas. Um, for for my one of my wide receivers, I am going to draft the hamburger helper glove guy because he's got good hands. He does. That's why he's on there. Okay. And uh, (laughs) I don't know if you like that or not. I don't know if I want to pick that. Um, uh, And at, and at tight, at a tight end uh, where you're going with Mr. Heat miser. Nice. He controls the heat. He does. I just found the second page. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing out. <laughs> I was like, I was missing a few of these. Oh, man. Oh, Al- oh wow, Alex, you really speak my love language in a couple of these on the uh, second list. Shoot. Um, well, it is your draft pick, so you should mm-hmm. pick one of them. 
Yeah, yeah, no, man, I, I gotta say, like, going into this, I think I was next gonna select, you know. Who, who are you thinking? Who, who are you fighting over right now, Steve? Well, before I found the second page, uh, for everybody young like who was gonna take a Toyota Camry as a running back, I mean, it was got a slow startup, but I figure once we get going, we might get to the end zone pretty quickly, but, I mean, on page two, um, there is Gary Busey, who is a treasure to Alex and myself, the nation as a whole, but his role in Point Break, his reality series, Busey and Me on Comedy Central, was actually a big bonding point in Alex and my life, so I've always had a soft spot for that. Um, Atticus Finch, like in all sincerity, uh, the... To okay. kill a Nazi, one of my favorite books there's, ever. I'm sorry, sir. There's yep. a time limit. Vikings, turn in your card. <laughs> Very fair. Okay. Well, I am going to just go with Gary Busey as a starting wide receiver just because. Nice. He's a wild card. You don't know what he's going to do. Dang right. Derek, the last two picks. Uh, as my one defensive player, Sadie oh, Lyman, right? No, nope. you got two wide receiver slots left. Drafting defense. Oh, I already took that. Okay. Um, uh, Santa Claus. That Santa Claus is just everywhere. Yeah, he's like magic, and he can see what everyone's doing even when they're sleeping. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and other wide receiver. Um, <laughs> a bag of money. <laughs> just. For symbolism purposes. I mean, like, Santa Claus can is Santa Claus, but a bag of money can be anything. All right. <laughs> Steve, running back position left. What is your last pick? We just, uh, with our last round pick, Forever Youngwick, who just found the sleeper of the draft on page two, our starting running back, the wave from point break. Yep. <laughs> the perfect wave. Force of nature. And Lucas, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant at at the wide receiver position will be that guy that invents all of the seasonal Mountain Dews. Solid pick. That man's a treasure, by the way. I have to admit, on some of these, I'd be lost without Alex's commentary. (laughs) Valuable. I mean, how was There's a lot of sleepers that didn't get drafted. We had skeleton. We had a really big skeleton. We had a big penguin. There was a bear. There yep. was 100 tiny penguins. Yep. But I think that we had a great draft. What? 100, uh, 100 king size snicker sized penguins. Yes. To be exact. Yes. Correct. Okay. So next <laughs> week we will be drafting a defense and we will finish out our teams and then we will hear the final say. Excellent. Stay tuned. Anyway, that was Alex's for one for one. Bam, 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 bam. Alex, that was worth the wait. My word. Kudos. <laughs> All right. We are going to just transition into the uh, power drinking zone for time because I've actually got a little bit of a bit afterwards, so I, I want to keep us flowing, going here. So when we get to the team, feel free to say anything you want, but we're, we're going to keep it brief with teams. Just kind of give me a snapshot what you chan- you think their chance is of winning their bracket. So the six going for the championship or the six going for the consolation prize. So that being said, who's number 10? Jay? No. I don't know. Jay's on a two-game winning Luka. streak. No, I'm going to say Jay. I, I have to say Jay because I want him to go wire to wire. It's Jay. 
I think. Was 10 Stason somehow the worst and luckiest team in the league at the same time? Um, I don't think there's a path to winning uh, the toilet bowl. Like these wins have something got up their tail end week 13. And then beyond that, it has just been a cluster of bottom five finishes. Nine. Yeah, let's let's get to the playoff teams. Um, I'm gonna say Matt. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, Matt. I'll say Matt. Matt. Lucas. Uh, two of you are still alive. Matt was nine, stays nine. Um, I just want to ask real quick, what are the thoughts of all the quarterbacks? I was really surprised Matt did not put a waiver claim in on. Uh, Jared Goff. Instead, he decided to wait, and in free agency, he went with uh, Tyler Huntley. So it didn't work, but part of that was injury-related. Did that feel like a, a worthwhile choice, or were you guys surprised by that one? I'd be a little surprised by that. Huntley was pretty good last year when he played, but I still don't think he puts up good num- numbers for our league. I don't think he gets enough volume. Uh, no, he wasn't even in his top three last week of players who scored well. But um, I guess for uh, Matt, moot point, even if he would have won, um, and he would have won with golf, but even without that, um, he still would have been on the outside looking in. But uh, as far as chances of winning, I don't know. He's got uh, – shoot. Matt's got Lucas. Matt's got Cam this week, right? Yes. So, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I think Matt's on such a downward spiral. I think he's the one that ends up last. I think Coop, yeah, Cooper Cup just took the sales out there. All right, uh, eight. Cam. I'll say Lucas. Lucas. Lucas is the only one alive. Was eight, stays eight. Cameron. I hate you guys. Come on. Oh, Give me credit. I was six last week. <laughs> I don't know. You kept saying you did bad. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I appreciate Cam Field is a good team. They just didn't have a... I just didn't think that there's... Uh, I didn't think there was much there. Um... No. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. All right, now we are getting a little closer to the top. All right, seven. This this will be me. Yep. Lucas. Yeah. Was six falls to seven, Lucas. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> well, said. Uh, hey, all I have to say is I'm glad I was not in a position where if I had I had to win to make make it in the playoffs, um, my team. Took a stinky shit this week. Um, it doesn't even matter. Even the bench wouldn't have done well for me. And Kelly's players hit. Um, so I would have been much more pissed. So glad to go and out that way. Just a big picture. This was a weird week. I don't remember seeing scores this low. I mean, Kelly was the high score with 150. I mean, that's. Yeah. And that was 30 points. She scored 30 points more than second place this week. Yeah. Um, but besides Jalen Hurts, which, yeah, baby, made that, that call right, uh, my second highest scoring player was my kicker with nine points and then my defense with eight. So, yay me. <laughs> yay you. Moving All on. right. Seven. 
Uh, we're at six. 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 Alex. I guess me. I'm going to say Kelly. The man knows my system. Was seven up to six. Kelly. Um, yeah, here's what I, here's my little nugget this week as we're playing each other. Um, she felt bad for cheering for her team. Uh, right. Cause here I am sitting next to her on the couch and I look at her and I'm like, it doesn't matter if I win or lose. Nothing's going to change. You, and then she let loose and was very happy. Um, I also told her I thought she was insane for even picking up Donovan Peoples-Jones, let alone starting him. And I named five other wide receivers on the waiver wire that were better than him. And then, you know, he goes out and scores 20 points. So, I believe your exact quote last week was, if she keeps Peoples-Jones and I'm going to destroy her. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, you know, I like playing this game, but I really suck at it. <laughs> well, that part's not true, but uh tough. Uh so Kelly, um what do you think? Is uh, we are now into the playoff teams. Chance to actually go all the way. I think for she matches up with you this week. Um I think you've got a tough matchup. Um I, I was looking to see how she's done uh Recently, she's on a five-game winning streak, um, but you guys are pretty close in points scored week after week, so um, there, it, it's not like it's going to be a blowout either way, but it could be. Um, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if it's all about matchups. Speaking of the matchups, it looks like the, the quarterbacks may have a, a, a far from ideal matchup. Uh, two on the road, Buffalo, and then... Uh, uh, Goff obviously at at uh, the New York Jets. That, yeah. that could be a tough matchup. I may even default to Goff on that one, but you know, rewind one minute. Uh, I suck at this, so maybe that's not the best advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's just I'm curious about the Jacobs injury, but uh, even if Jacobs is out, my word, she gets Miles Sanders and Jonathan Taylor. She can put in, so not at a loss for uh, who to play. All right, five. Alex. Me. Alex, yes. what's five stays high? Oh, oh, I, I oh. heard you. I heard you go on right on board before I say anything. So, yes, Alex, was five stays five? Alex, defending champ, gets in the playoffs as the five seed. Yeah. And I won the last week. It was nice. Started Mike White. He got hurt. He got taken out of the game. That's okay. I got Trevor Lawrence on the bench throwing up 50 points, putting up solid outings. I'm ready to put him in next week. Nick Chubb's been uh, slumbering the past three of the past four weeks um, to restore his energy for the playoffs. Uh, I think we're ready to go. I like my team. I like what we're going to do. We're winning the whole thing. Yep. Where are the rest of the room? Love it. Uh- I mean, if Alex wins the championship with Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback, I I would have never been so wrong before because uh, I've said he sucks all along, and Alex said he would die on that hill. So I'm winning that playoffs, Derek. You're buying me a Trevor Lawrence jersey. <laughs> That's that does seem fair. <laughs> all right, we got that recorded for history. Yeah. <laughs> all right, four. Steven. For the love. Yeah. Yeah. 
second high score last week, third high score this week, and 0 for 2. So that was lame, but uh, you're not going to back me off. There's no argument that doesn't convince me that this team is not on the upward trend, and I will tell you, Lucas, your 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 comment that I've got a fight on my hands in week one is not inaccurate, but I will tell you, um, any week I've got Patrick Mahomes, I'll take my chances against anybody's stars, and the ace in the hole is the Chiefs get the Texans. My Chiefs defense plays the Texans, so roll tide. Unfair. Well, you better be careful there because they go up big quick and maybe there's a rushing touchdown or two and they stop passing, so good luck. I will take it. All right. See, you're not too worried about that uh, three-interception second half against Denver. I assume you just chalk that one up as an anomaly. No, in our league, when you get interceptions, that just means you get the ball back quicker to complete passes. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, the only thing that bothered me about that game was when uh, Kansas City got a defensive touchdown. I'm like, well, he doesn't get to score for that. He doesn't get any points on that. So. Right. But that pass to Jarek McKinnon, my word, that's just a, that's a, another stratosphere that man plays football in. Yeah. All right, three, and I will not spoil the ending for once. Bob. Bob. Bobby, Bobby got off the schneid with a win last week. Thoughts on him making? What are your thoughts on him making a run? Well, I don't know. He's got Alex, so I I don't think he has a chance. He's going up against Trevor Lawrence, so (laughs) I thought I was going against Steve. Uh, no, Kelly is going against Steve. Oh, I said that wrong. That's right. I would have played you, Alex, and I beat you, but no, because I, I won. I got Kelly. So we potentially wouldn't play until the finals if everything falls right. Weird. In goes Trevor Lawrence, updating my thing. <laughs> Bobby. Just so you know, Bobby, I'm going to tell you here. I'm just looking at my thing right here. Um, I think it's all set. I might take Mark Andrews out. We'll see, though. But uh, going down, Bobby. Two. So is it, I'm just I'm curious, sure. is Alex not like the rest of us where you, you, you don't set your alarm like 10 minutes before the first game on Sunday just to make sure everybody's okay? <laughs> You're just good so to go. I am in another league with Steve, and I am one of the highest scoring league teams. Um, who's on my team in that team, Steve? Tyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray, Tyler Rocket, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, um, Derek Henry, and uh, I am four and ten because I continuously left Matthew Stafford in my lineup when he was injured. So, no, I'm not. And for the record, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is highly doubtful with a torn ACL. <laughs> I would dare say that makes him out. <laughs> well, that 10-minute timing comment, Derek, that stings a little close because that happened to T. Higgins. Like, he got hurt in warm-ups, and, like, I don't think Lucas noticed it because he kept him in his lineup, and I'm not judging him because I didn't catch it either. I had a lineup that I needed T. Higgins to perform, in, and he got a big zero. So Yeah, me too. That's a rough one. Yeah. Two. Derek. Me. Derek. No, despite putting up 65 points, Derek is now number one in the power <laughs> tankings, and no, I'm not kidding. What? <laughs> what? 
No, I'm still waiting for the punchline. Yeah. Because he lost to Carly. Yeah. And he scored the lowest points of the entire season. Yeah. So I'm not sure what's in there to actually vault him over, Carly. Yeah, I think your guests are demanding an explanation. Yeah. I guess I have to value the integrity of the league. No, plus two stayed two. Okay, so the one positive from all this is that I don't have the pressure, the albatross of being number one going into the playoffs and the rankings. If I understand historically, that has not been the best formula. Um, also, maybe as a positive, it's good to get the duds out of the way. I mean, because even if Murray played, I would have been very low scoring. It would have been one of my worst weeks. So you just get it out of the way, out of, out of your system. I uh, got a week to rest, so it'll be good to go in the playoffs. But as we talked about before, uh, I have I have a real dilemma here with um, having to choose who my starting quarterback is going to be. I think the strength of my team could um, overcome, at least if I can get like a decent performance from a starting quarterback over the you know uh, the next couple weeks. If I should be so lucky to advance to the finals, um, so I got I just got a tough. I got a tough decision, um, but I just I need that bye week, you know, just to to decompress a little bit after what happened with Kyler. Amen to that. Okay, I will be curious to see what you do. Yeah, I've got some ideas, but I can't I can't tip my hand uh, for strategic reasons, right? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, number one. You're going to make me say it so I can go 100% today? I am. I am. Way to go. Carly. Yes. Yeah. All right. Carly was one, stays one, lands the top seed in the playoffs, and uh, we'll wait until next week where she plays the winner of Alex and Bobby. So, me. Um, I... I Still think there's a scenario where both are starting running backs. The wheels are going to come off of these two. So I, I actually, I think she can win it, but I don't think she's, I don't think she's head and shoulders above the field. So I guess that's the short version of my take. And I'm going to add the addendum of, uh, Derek all of a sudden has a major problem on his hands with quarterback. And so that gives her a better chance. Yeah. But we've seen a six seed win it all before, so yeah, Kelly, Kelly could run away with it. Jonathan Taylor could finally decide that, oh, hey, wait, we're playing football, and then he just turns it on. Or Jeff Saturday could realize what he has on his hands and give him the ball more. Or what we saw in week 13 could happen. Like the worst team in the league could have the highest score, and there was nobody who was going to beat him that week. So it is there is a bit of randomness to it. All right. So we have two bits left, so we'll go. Uh, mine, will, I'll go fast at the end. But Lucas, I know you wanted to revisit some of our preseason um, predictions, so I. Yep. So I, I'm good. Go out. Go out. Go a little out of order here, just because uh, uh, of the um, production factor. Uh, but um, so I reviewed the week one uh, podcast, and a little bit interesting, right? We were we were discussing who was going to be in the Super Bowl. Um, Steve, you did not give us your Super Bowl picks, uh, but Alex, Derek, and I all had Buffalo. 
uh, coming out of the AFC, which is looking good right now. Um, Alex has Detroit. Woo! Uh, that's looking not as insane right now as it did back in week one. <laughs> um, I picked Minnesota because I refused to pick Tampa Bay. And Derek picked Tampa Bay. So we are all still Ouch. alive and looking. I mean, Tampa Bay's in the lead. They, they're in the playoffs, right? Uh, all those st- could still happen. Uh, speaking of matchups, championship matchups that can still happen. Uh, the four of us predicted our championship game in our league. Um, Steve said the twoest newcomers, Carly and Derek, would meet in the championship game, which they turned out to be one and two. Uh, Derek wanted a rematch of last year with Steve and Alex, who are both in the playoffs and could match up in the championship game. Um Alex was really confident and said he was going to win the whole thing and he was going to beat everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> technically that could still happen. Everyone, anyone, I don't know. We decided to combine all of our scores in that last week. So it was one versus nine, but you know, <laughs> um, and because we were doing gimmicks, I went with the girls. I said, Carly and Kelly, uh, which I believe can also happen. Yes. yes. I think Steve and Kelly play the winner plays Derek. So we're all still alive there too. So great job. I was expecting all this embarrassment of all yeah. of our preseason picks. That's pretty good. We did pretty well. Now, we also predicted, the oh, three boy. of us, not Steve, what mm-hmm. six teams are going to make the playoffs. Um, Alex was four for six. Uh, he had Steve, Derek, himself, and Kelly, but he picked Cam and myself to make the playoffs. So not bad, four for six. Yeah. I went four for six. I picked Steve, Derek, Kelly, and Carly to make the playoffs, and I had Matt and Cam in the playoffs. So, Alex, you and I both had Cam. Uh, we were incorrect on that. Uh, and then, can I, and yeah. Before you go to me, can I guess mine before before you say mine? Uh, no, no, no. We're we're just gonna go right into this. Okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, and so I I want to play a, a snippet from that week one podcast, and and here is Derek's predictions. Okay, listen carefully. Championship game and champion. I'll go first. This is my bold no, How about how about Derek gives us his? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No worries, I've got Alex, Bob, Carly, Steve, me, and I was de- debating between the Moors, and I I went with Kelly. Wow. Derek, six, yes. four, six. Wow. What a walk-off. Playoff, playoff predictions. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm I'm humbled by that. Uh, I've, I knew I did well when you were recapping, but I didn't realize that. I thought maybe I had predicted you, so I didn't realize that around the table. You you went with the correct more, so good job. Yeah. <laughs> only only I could have put some money on that, but nice. <laughs> Lucas, those were the six I was going to pick too, just so you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do it next year, and we'll talk. No, no. I thank you so much for doing that. That was really great to hear how that turned out. And I'm really surprised how close to the mark you guys were on a lot of this. All your playoff teams in the NFL are alive. Your 
predictions for the postseason. Four out of six, six out of six. Great job across the board. Everyone's championship contender is still alive. So kudos to y'all. And I'm so confident the Buccaneers are going to make the Super Bowl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Michigan, here in Michigan State, uh, our basketball team we're quite proud of, and uh, they always have a tendency to kind of just trip over some idiot opponent with, like, you know, the last week of the season before the tournament. So maybe it's the same thing. Brady had a bad game against San Francisco, and now we just turn it on. Yeah. Brady no. magic. Yeah. Don't try doing that. Don't. No, no, fair enough. All right, so here's where we will wrap it up. So last week we did the gimmick. I gave you all 100 bucks to spend on various things that we won't recap. So I'm going to tell you where you're at money-wise now and what you can wager it on. And you do have to wager everything in your bank, but how you do it is up to you. All right, Lucas, with your infamous, if she keeps Donovan Peoples-Jones in, I'm going to destroy her. Wrong about that, but the best week overall, you have $140 in your account. Uh, Derek and Alex, I'm sorry, I'm next with 110. Derek and Alex, you still have your original 100. So here are the bets that you can make. No more than $50 on a single bet or half your money. No more than half your money on a single bet. Oh, we are um, doing half the money. Mm-hmm. You told me last uh, week we weren't going to do that. What did I say last week? You said 50 was the max for, for every week because if somebody was to get like 200 and the other person had 60, then that's a hundred they could put versus thirty bucks that the other person. I, think put. I like the fourteen seem better. Yeah. So fifty or half. I think oh. you were all trying to stop me from only betting on myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let, let's do that. Let's stick with the uh, the fifty bucks then. All right, so you can bet on any of the four matchups that we have going on, or you can play and or you can play. Carly versus the field wins the championship. Uh, so any of the matchups we've got going on this week plus we could also do so but we don't have to bet on all five correct nope so I can bet it all on me you can bet 50 on you I'm betting 50 on me okay I'll bet. Hmm. And then I'm going to put 50 on Derek. To do what? He's not playing. <laughs> That's that, all. So I, can't I appreciate the thought, though. I can't pick the buy teams? Well, you can't, to win or to lose? I don't know. Just to, like, make it to the next round? <laughs> no, you cannot bet on the teams in the second round to make it to the second round. Man, you never let me have any fun. I know. Forget it. Uh, let me see here. And then I'm going to put the other $50 on. Steve. All right. So the Carly versus Field one, we wouldn't cash in until the end. Uh, correct. I like how your matchups look, Steve. I mean, you got Mahomes going into Houston. Uh, I'm going to put 50 on you, and then I'm going to keep riding. Uh, since it's been my only moneymaker, I'm going to keep riding Alex for the other 50. <laughs> You're going to ride Alex for 50 bucks? G-rated show, fellas. Moving on. 
Oh no, explicit yeah. rating all the way. <laughs> this yeah, week's regrettable quote. <laughs> um, I'd like to put some money on myself to win, but um, I'm not. Um, I will put twenty dollars on Steve to beat Kelly. I will put thirty dollars on Carly versus the field. You're taking Carly. Yes. Okay. And I will put. I, I should get some like odds on that. It, it shouldn't just be straight up like that. Yeah, and if you can think of something better on the fly, let me know. I I agree, it's stuck, but I don't. I want it to be number one versus the field before we get into the second round. So I put thirty bucks. So if she wins, I would, I would get the thirty bucks back and another thirty. Is that what how it goes? Like if you bet thirty, you walk, you come back to sixty. Yeah. Right. So that's let's make it like it. Let's make that bet a two to one. That's fair because you're gonna you don't. Yep, I like it. Okay. Okay, so I'll come back with ninety if that hits. Yep. And I'm gonna put fifty on Cam. Okay. I am going to put fifty on the field. I am going to put thirty on Bobby. I'm sorry. And I am going to put. 30 on, I'm going to put 30 on, do I do this? I'm going to put 30 on Cam. I either win my 30 bucks or I lose my 30 bucks, but he's one round closer to me getting to name his team if I can move forward. So that's what we're doing. 50, 30, 30 is my 110. All right. So. All right, thank you very much, guys, and we will put a bow on this for now. And then uh, until next week, I will say goodnight, Gracie. Wait, what?